0: Thanks for joining us in the spring of 2022 for the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, Brother Mark Clements is going to guide us through the books of Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The nation of Israel, while far from perfect, demonstrates for the Bible student God's high standards for his people, how we fail miserably at meeting those standards, and finding grace in Jesus. So grab your copy of the Adult Study Guide or your Bible and study along with Brother Mark. Today's lesson is entitled, The Camp of Israel, from Numbers 1 through 10. The application is, The student will learn that the orderliness of the camp of Israel, with the tabernacle at its center, indicates that God's presence can bring orderliness to our lives. Seeking the context. In 1943, an American psychologist named Abraham Maslow published his theory of human motivation he called, The Hierarchy of Needs. The bottom of the pyramid is made up of basic needs like food, water, warmth, and rest. As these basic needs are met, he wrote that humans will seek to satisfy needs for safety, belonging, esteem, then self-fulfillment, in that order of importance. This way of assessing human motivation has changed little over the years, but has largely been adopted by most professionals. For the children of God, Maslow missed the most important foundational need, namely, the presence of God. The presence of God is more important than even the most basic physiological need. Before we arrange goals in our lives and seek to accomplish them, we must make sure God himself is the center of our focus, even before we seek the basic essentials of living. This pattern of arrangement can be observed in the way God told Israel to arrange their camp and journeyed toward the land of Canaan. God desires decency and order when His people gather in an attempt to satisfy His will. 1 Corinthians 14.40 Certainly, there will be moments of seeming chaos as we go through life, but when we are in positions to control our schedules, focus, and activity, we should order them in a manner that is most conducive to honoring the Lord and accomplishing His will. As we look to the text today, we should remember that God has a purpose for everything He commands. We have much freedom in how we move through our days, but when we are intentional about ordering our days around the will of God first, we are able to accomplish more and observe God's pleasure in what we do. Whether you love to plan or prefer to take life as it comes at you, take time today to consider the wisdom of keeping God and His will at the center of your life. Why is it so important to order your life around God's will? Searching the text. number 1. God requires faith from His people. Numbers 2, 1, 2, and 34. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, Every man of the children of Israel shall pitch by his own standard with the ensign of their father's house. Far off about the tabernacle of the congregation shall they pitch. And the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. So they pitched by their standards, and so they set forward every one after their families according to the house of their fathers. If you have helped raise children, you are likely to have given instructions to a child only to have them reply by questioning why. We have given orders for children to clean their rooms and, when asked why, simply responded, because I said so. The children may have had trouble understanding the benefits of orderliness and cleanliness in their rooms, but we still expected obedience whether they understood or not. Their obedience to our directions would work out better for them in the long run, even if they did not know why they were asked to do what they did. The people of Israel may not have understood why God commanded everything he did either. God explained to Moses and Aaron very carefully how the camp of Israel should be arranged. Numbers 2, 3-33 The tabernacle would be centered and surrounded on all four sides by the Levites, who would serve as guardians of the place of worship. Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun would camp on the east side. Reuben, Gad, and Simeon would camp on the south side. Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh would camp on the west side. Dan, Asher, and Naphtali would camp on the north side. Each tribe was numbered, showing the significance of each member of the tribe. Also, each tribe had their own banner, designed in a manner that identified the tribe. The tribes were to be separated by some distance between their camps and the tabernacle, which would be the very center of the camp. Imagine how the entire nation camped out in such a manner that every member could stand at the front of his tent and see the tabernacle, the dwelling place of God's glory. When God gave directions for the people to move, The tribe of Levi stayed in the center on the march. All the focus and prominence would be on the presence of God at the heart of his people. God gave these orders of arrangement, and the people did exactly as God commanded. Moses did not record any quarreling or arguing as to which tribe would camp on which side or with whom. They simply obeyed, trusting that God knew what he was doing. God is still in the business of giving directives to his people. Through His Word, God commands us how to live our lives. We might not understand exactly how He operates or why He desires certain preferences in our lives, but if we would be wise, we would trust Him enough to obey what He commands. We do not need all the answers to our questions, nor would we be wise in quarreling with Him or each other in whether to obey. Let us display our faith by simply obeying our Master. How do you express your trust in God? Number two, God leads his people. Numbers nine fifteen through 18. And on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely, the tent of the testimony. And at even there was upon the tabernacle, as it were, the appearance of fire until the morning. So it was always, the cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night." And when the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, then after that the children of Israel journeyed. And in the place where the cloud abode, there the children of Israel pitched their tents. At the commandment of the Lord, the children of Israel journeyed. And at the commandment of the Lord, they pitched. As long as the cloud abode upon the tabernacle, they rested in their tents. Before the days of cell phones and GPS navigation systems, traveling to new places was a little more challenging. If you did not have a map, the only alternative was to follow someone who knew the way. And if there was no one to follow, you were left with the dreaded task of stopping to ask for directions. Some of us would rather be lost for a few days than stop and ask for directions. Israel never had to worry about getting lost on their way to the promised land because God would guide them every step of the way. When Israel reached the place where God wanted them to be, he told them to stop and make camp. When it came time for them to load up and move, God told them to leave. All the while, God provided a visible beacon to remind them of His presence and guidance, His glory that shone as fire through the night and a pillar of cloud during the day. Imagine how comforting it would be for an Israelite during those days. As they navigated through unknown and unpredictable land, their anxiety would ease as they looked up to observe a visible reminder of God's presence. When an Israelite stepped out of his tent at sunrise in the morning, he could look across the landscape and see the cloud of God's glory covering the tabernacle. If he was awakened by a strange noise in the middle of the night, he could step out of the tent and see the fire of God's glory illuminating the tabernacle and find comfort in his presence. God loves to do this for his children today as well. The big difference is that we do not look for God's glorious presence with our physical eyes to abide in a man-made tabernacle. Instead, we experience God's glorious presence within us as His dwelling place. The Holy Spirit is sealed to us individually, permanently indwelling us and guiding us into His truth, which is recorded in the Bible. John 16, 13, Ephesians 1, 13, and 14. God leads us. The question is whether we are following his leadership. How do you observe God guiding your life? Number three, God protects his people. Numbers 10, 35, and 36. And it came to pass when the ark set forward that Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let thine enemies be scattered, and let them that hate thee flee before thee. And when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, unto the many thousands of Israel. Whenever our family leaves on a trip, my wife usually remembers to pause before we pull out of the driveway and say, why don't we pray before we leave? So we take a minute to talk to God, thanking Him for the opportunity to travel and asking Him to guide us safely to our destination. There are many perils that face families as they travel, both man-made and natural, My wife is very wise to remember to ask God for his protection before we hit the road. When we arrive at our destination, we usually breathe a sigh of relief and give God thanks for the safe journey. Moses did something similar, as Israel would journey toward the land of Canaan. When it came time for Israel to journey onward toward the promised land, the priests would blow the trumpets, spread the word, and the people would prepare to move. Numbers 10, 1-10 Before the Ark of the Covenant would be moved in the direction God determined, Moses prayed and asked God to scatter his enemies as the people moved into new lands, granting them victory. When God chose the resting place and it was time to stop moving, Moses would pray and ask God to remain with his people, granting them protection. Moses understood what every godly leader must understand, namely, that if there is any victory to be enjoyed by God's people— God himself will be the one who grants it. Israel would eventually enter the promised land victoriously, but only because God protected them every step of the way and caused their enemies to be scattered before him. Moses took time to recognize and celebrate God's mighty hand of protection covering them. Were we to try to calculate how many times God has protected us from physical or spiritual danger, I'm afraid we would not be able to do so. Certainly, when we escape danger knowingly, we are quick to give thanks to God for His providence. But how often does God protect us from danger when we are unaware of it? Our lives are certainly in His hands, and there are pitfalls, both physical and spiritual, on every side that we may never see. Moses probably gave thanks to God for scattering enemies about which he never knew. We must do the same. Ask God to scatter the enemies in your life, to protect you from dangers seen and unseen, to abide close to you and your home, then celebrate His protection through thanksgiving and praise. How can you celebrate God's protection in your life? Setting the Application Today's text shows us the power of centering our lives intentionally around the presence and will of God. We must be sure that we will not order our steps around the Lord accidentally. When left up to our natural flesh, we tend to operate in chaos and forget about the desires of God for our lives. The challenge we face is how to orderly arrange our lives, our homes, and our churches around the desires of God. The answer to the chaos of unintentional living is trusting God enough to obey what He says following the leadership He provides in His Spirit and His Word, and asking for His protection from enemies. When we obey His commands and follow His leadership, we will accomplish His desires instead of our own. And God's will leads us to a place of worship and brings Him glory throughout the land. I imagine the nation of Israel encamped in the wilderness was an amazing sight to behold. Inhabitants of the land who may have observed them would see all the tribes encircling the tabernacle which was protected by the Levites who encircled the tabernacle, above which shone the glory of God himself. This orderly procession of God's people allowed God to have his perfect way with his own and allowed for him to lead them safely toward their final destination. When we center our lives intentionally, orderly around God's presence, both in the Holy Spirit and through his word, We allow God to accomplish everything He wants to accomplish in and through us. We must place ourselves safely in His hands and trust Him to guide, protect, and provide. The end result is our good and His glory. How will you center your life daily around God's presence? Thanks for listening to another lesson on the Adult Study Guide podcast. We will catch you next week for another lesson in this great quarter. Until then, join us daily on our daily devotional blog at www.bogardpress.org.